the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with us because we're going to be talking about cars and car repair problems, and you're welcome to give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And today, we have a full group of guys here that have tremendous uh, experience in car repair, diagnosis, and repair. And we're going to start with Kurt. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? <laughs> and uh, Kurt owns uh, Kurt's Automotive, northeast corner of Bell and uh, and I-17. Been on our list since Jesus was a baby. Well, it's been decades now, not it, years. It has. It has. And uh, and Kurt's in here. And then sitting to your left is your service manager and your service rider, Jeff. Jeff, yes. And uh, and I talk to him a lot too, because <laughs> he, he. We're going to leave Eric out for right now. Yeah, okay Eric. We don't. Is he here? Yeah. Um, so I tell people when they go to talk to Jeff, I tell them that Mark, tell them Mark Salem said there's no way in God's green earth that they can, you can fix their car. He did that the other day. Somebody come yep. in and he said Mark only did that because Mark couldn't fix it. That's exactly right. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Did you guys fix it? We did. Yeah. What was it? It was a bad spark plug. Okay. All right. Well, we had a Triton in the other day that had 70,000 miles on it. And it it was uh, I don't know how many years old ten twelve years old, um, and it and so when do you pull the spark plugs on that one? Yeah, that, huh? we we don't like seeing him let him go over a hundred thousand miles. Yeah, but the years bothered me. I oh, think yeah. it was about a ten year mark or eight year mark. I was more worried about the time than the miles. So we were under on the hundred thousand. I'm with you pulling those spark plugs at a hundred thousand is what's their best interest. So, Eric, when you get a Triton in there and the spark plugs aren't coming out, short of just putting a 400-pound air gun on it and ripping the threads out of it, do you have any other way you can get those out? (laughs) Well, if it's startable, most of the time they are, you heat them up a little bit, pull the coils while it's hot, throw some, you know, penetrating penetrating oil oil down there. See if you can at least crack it a little bit to let it silk through, and then, then we try to work them, but... Unfortunately, 75% of the time, we ended up drilling something. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. You're not going to hit a home run on all eight of those injectors. What we found out from one of the spark plug guys is is that one thread hangs below the head, and we build a ring of carbon on that thread. And then when you start to unscrew it, you can't bring that ring with it. So what we've been doing is aspirating some transmission fluid into the cylinder and then killing it. And then we start working it like you said. And if we can get a half a turn on it, then we'll fill the cavity with some real thin oil or some solvent and let it sit overnight. And just try to get that carbon ring soft enough because that's the one that brings the threads with it. Yeah. If you back that up. 
So, no, you're right. And and what kind of a truck does that Triton sit in? <laughs> Ford F-150. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the I just biggest had... thing out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fords. All right. <laughs> Be nice, uh, Mark. Last week, I had Alan on the show last week, and, and somebody said something about Fords, and, and they said, well, you guys don't like Fords. And Alan says, we love Fords. You can't believe the amount of money we make <laughs> on those. They, they are a huge part of our, our work, but not anymore or any less. This portion of Unhood is brought to you by IMMO. IMM Auto Service. Dave owns IMM since 1972. I've known him since 1972. He's in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. He's just south of the 202, just west of the 101. And they're really good at working on four different kinds of cars. Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. Those cars make most of us run to the bathroom and hide when someone pulls into our lot with one of those cars, especially when they have a problem, every time they turn on the radio, the trunk lid pops open. So those are the kinds of things that, but IMM can do your Toyota, your Honda, your Chevrolet, your Ford, and your Dodge. They can do all of that, but they really specialize in Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. They are really, really good. The other day they fixed a car. We called them, and they told us how to fix it over the phone. Now, they're not going to do that for you, but David owed me a favor, <laughs> so I decided to take him up on it. Ah. Uh, do you guys work on Volvo Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos? I do not work on Saabs. Mm-hmm. The motor's in backwards. <laughs> that creates a big problem right there. Yeah, we got a few Volvos we work on. Yeah. Maintenance stuff. Yeah. But dashboard stuff, heater core stuff, evaporator stuff, you you have to have done it once. Um, they, before really that. Are, they really are a little different animal. Yeah. And you, Eric, have you pulled a Jeep, um, a new Jeep dashboard out yet? Uh... I've in the last four years, maybe. We had a Grand in, didn't we? Grand? Or are you talking Wrangler? Okay, no, Grand. Grand. I'm the mid 2000s models I can okay. think of, but nothing new. This will refresh think. your memory. Steering column gone. Center yep. console gone. Yep. <laughs> Entire dashboard from A pillar to A pillar gone. Yeah. And it's like an 11 hour job yeah. to just get it in and out. So we get in and we find the evaporator core is plug solid. It had a small oil leak, a small Freon leak that manifested itself. It was up high, so the, fr- the, the oil ran down the side. She never said anything about airflow problem. <laughs> never said that, they, that it wouldn't blow out a match at the center vent on high speed. Okay, <laughs> So we got that taken care of. We obviously put a new one in it. But when we took the heater core out, it was leaking too. So the whole bottom of the evaporator case was full of coolant. Yeah. So it was a good thing for her because she got two for the price of one. Yeah. We didn't go in twice to do the work. But afterwards, we did call her and say, hey, how does it blow? And she says, oh, it's just like night and day. But we went in for an air conditioning leak nobody could find. And, of course, you know that every time someone comes in, it's always the evaporator. If we can't find it, it has to be the evaporator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and how many times is it? the Folks, the evaporator is behind the glove box in a deep, dark hole that nobody has ever touched in 100 years. So to get that evaporator, the cold part of the air conditioning, to get the cold radiator that gets real cold to give you cold air, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And and you can't be somebody who started day before yesterday and take one of those dashboards apart in any car. Well, I've seen it. <laughs> You've seen it? Yeah. You're talking about a do-it-yourselfer or another <laughs> shop? Uh, no, a do-it-yourselfer. Okay. Yeah. Brought they it brought to it to me when they couldn't figure out how it went back together. Yeah. Did you take it? 
Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. Charge them full boat. Okay, that's Since fine. Since i got to figure out how to put it back together. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we put the screws back where they came from when yeah. we take it apart, but how did you know? You had to count the screws and said, I need eight uh, dashboard screws. And so you had to go through their coffee can of buckets to see if you could find <laughs> eight screws that matched. Yeah. Oh, boy. See, that 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 is, I, they better have been a customer of ours for us to take that in. But to walk in and hand us the keys and we've never seen you before, we might pass on that one. <laughs> because I, there's no hero in there. There's no, no hero. You're not going to be the hero because it's going to cost a lot to do that. Yep. And then it, then it doesn't work to say... Well, you tried and couldn't. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. So anyway, it 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 uh, it is getting better. Is di- Eric? You do the diagnostic. You're the guy on the floor. Yeah. Jeff is the one with the whip. He keeps you in order. He tries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Isn't he the one that dispatches the the uh, repair orders? Um, he's the one that signs it. You know, says we're going to be able to work on this job, and then he expects me to just work on it. Okay. So what happens if you were to starve you out for being mean to him? Huh? Because he'd starve himself, too. <laughs> how many other techs in the shop? Two major. Okay, okay. Two major. How many uh, light-duty guys, oil change guys, or uh, whatever? One and a half. Okay. All right. Don't hurt his feelings. Merry <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, Eric. Did anybody Don't talk ask. to him? Don't. Isn't, isn't he the Christian of the group? <laughs> Don't ask him to tell which one is a half, yeah. and then they'll be all right. Yeah. Don't say <laughs> that one and a half. My God. You know they're probably listening. <laughs> he hopes so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All righty. <clears throat> Um, oh, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Have you heard of Omnicraft? I have. Okay. Do you, have you heard of it? I've heard the name, yes. Okay. You? Yeah. Okay. Omnicraft You're going to pick on Fords again, aren't you? Uh, Sorry. Hold on, hold on just a minute. Shut we my just, mic off. Yeah, I'm going to shut your <laughs> mic off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Kurt. Talk. Okay? All right. Um, Omnicraft is the new Ford parts line. Now, for a hundred years or more, Ford has said that you can only use Motocraft parts in your car. Right. That's what they've said. They said, we are the preferred part. We are the best part. Nobody makes a better part than we do. So now Ford has decided to go out and buy aftermarket parts, and it's the eight most common things we put in a car. Alternators, air conditioning, compressors, water pumps, the stuff that we always buy. So they're going to buy these from aftermarket vendors, and they're going to put them in an Omnicraft box. And then what they're going to do is, because they're skipping all the middle guys, it's coming from the manufacturer to Ford. So there's no distributor, there's no jobber, there's no uh, uh, storefront like Napa or CarQuest. There's none of that. So when you call to get, this is what I'm guessing. You call to get an air compressor. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have it in Ford Motorcraft, but we do have an Omnicraft for you. I think the possibility exists that they're going to sell us or want to sell us an Omnicraft as opposed to a Motorcraft because the Omnicraft has far more profit in it than the Motorcraft because they're going to go direct on the Omnicraft. Now, they're going to sell us the part we already buy from our vendors. So they're going to sell sell us Nip and Denso, Denso call it. They're going to sell us Hitachi. They're going to sell us Moog. They're going to sell us Continental. They're going to sell us batteries. They're going to sell us all this stuff that we already buy, buy from our under, other vendors. But the only way they're going to get us to buy it is to tell us they don't have it in Motocraft. Because if they don't have it, I'm going to call my other vendor and see if I can find it. Right, Eric? Right. 
right, Jeff? Yes. Okay. So that kind of that kind of that kind of problem, it just shows how our industry turns dependent on where the money's at. It's just that's the way it is. And <clears throat> do you have any idea who makes the Ford alternator? Hitachi does. You can take that to the bank. Who makes the mass airflow sensor? For virtually 80% of the car, Denso makes that. What brakes are on the Ford? Bendix. Who makes the fan belts for Motorcraft? Continental Goodyear. So the reason I know this is, is one of my customers is a guy that goes all over the world and tracks parts backwards. So he told me the other day he ended up in some small town, and he wouldn't tell me what the country is, but it's east of here across the ocean. And he walks in, and this guy's making motor mounts, and he has the vulcanizing capability. He has the metal. He makes the metal. He makes the, the rubber pad. He does everything. And he makes them and sells them for $8.50 to the next level. All motor mounts. He's got virtually 90% coverage. So somebody wants to go direct on motor mounts, they got to go to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he has everything. So he has this big factory. He's a very nice guy, but he's tracked that, has tracked it backwards. He does that every other time. 89% of the batteries sold in the United States are from a company in the East Coast. And it's when you walk in there, it's like a bowling alley with 100 alleys. So the battery comes down, and every alley has a different label on the same battery. So it really doesn't make any difference. It's general, I'll think of it in just a minute. It's not general dynamics, but it's something like that. But it's a company that makes batteries, and they just put different tags on it. Who makes the Ford oil filters? Champ. Champ is the second biggest oil filter maker in the United States. So when you talk about having a Ford, a Chevrolet, a Chrysler, a Honda, Toyota, all that kind of stuff, um, it's built by the lowest bidder. And all, none of those parts. Have you ever seen a motorcraft factory, a Ford factory, a Honda factory? Mm-hmm. Now, it's, you see them, that they put things together. Yeah. The, all the parts come in, and then they're assembled in Mexico, the United States, Japan, whatever, whatever. But the idea is, is have you ever walked into a, part, a, a place, a manufacturing facility, ever seen one, that actually makes motorcraft parts? And it says Ford on the outside. Or Chevrolet, or Toyota, or Honda. Mm-hmm. No. So, as a matter of fact, if you look closely at the next Ford mass airflow sensor, you'll see where they ground the D off <laughs> from Denso. Yep. So, you can see that kind of stuff. So, that's, that's the problem we've always had in the, our industry yeah. is because people want orig- OEM parts. I had an email the other day that he's put two OEM air compressors, do-it-yourself guy, and he put them on they failed, and he wants to know what brand would I suggest he go and I said, you know, if the technician put two of them on, then clearly he doesn't know what he's doing. And it's hard t- to blame the compressor right. when, when insanity is doing it twice and thinking you're going to have a different result. So that's the kind of thing that we run into. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, to, for us, it's hard for us to sell the people, especially the old guys, that want OEM parts. That's what they want. Yeah. And it's difficult at best to do that. Do you remember when Delco pulled, was pulling their lines here in Arizona? They closed some of their Delco warehouses that we could buy from, mm-hmm. and they put that into the dealership arena. Yes. And the whole focus was is to move our business to the dealership arena. Yes. And last but not least, while I'm on my really big rant right now, yeah. <laughs> you're doing good. My wife took her car in not too long ago and um, for some uh, warranty work, 
And a couple of weeks later, she gets a card in the mail that says, Hi, Mrs. Salem, how are you? Well, we're just right around the corner from you. And we'd like you to know that we have the original parts for your car. And we would like your business. And, and we are the person that knows your business the best. What, what kind of car she drive again, Mark? Um, she, you you know you're gonna make her mad because she hit her head, okay, <laughs> and then she bought a Ford. <laughs> it's, it's the first Ford my family's owned in 80 years. So she she does she she hit yeah. her head. It was an accident. Yeah, it was just an accident, and then she wandered into the Ford dealership. We've also had customers of ours who have told us that they were solicited right after their car was serviced at our facility. Who orders parts at your shop? The front counter. Front counter. Yeah. Are you the front counter, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. How many times do they ask you for the VIN number? Very, very often. You know why? They're yeah. marketing to our customers. So they're taking that VIN number. They know it's in our shop, and they're going to market to them. Scramble the last six. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's brilliant, Mark. Yeah. Scramble the last six. Folks, what we're talking about is how many digits are in a VIN number? 17. 17. So the last six give you a sequence number when it was off the loft the line, right? But the first <laughs> the first 11 are really important, right? Yes. That tells us the year, the make, the model, the option package, and all that kind of stuff. So what we've started doing is scrambling the last six digits. So they can't possibly tell <laughs> what car we got. And it doesn't yeah. make any difference. The last six digits mean nothing. Right? Yeah. So so they're going to send a postcard to someone in Ohio who happens to have the car that we gave them the last six digits. Oh, hi, we're right around the corner. Oh, yeah. oh that's good. And, and that tells us unequivocally how tough it is in the market right now. Yeah. They're making cars so much better, they're lasting so much longer, and many of the intervals are 100,000 miles. So we're all struggling for the same small piece of pie. Yeah. And, of course, some people play by different rules, and that's okay. Yeah. That's why I scramble the last six. <laughs> 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. How would you like to make an extra $1,200 to $7,800 monthly safely investing in real estate tax lien certificates? Hi, I'm Tony Martinez, co-founder of USTLA, and over the last 20 years, I've been investing in tax lien certificates, making 16% to 25% secured fixed returns while acquiring highly discounted properties mortgage-free. Now, I want to show you how to with my 50-page revealing report called Proof Why Tax Lien Certificates Are the Superior Vehicle for Your Financial Success. In my report, you'll learn where to find tax lien certificates, how to safely earn 16 
15 to 25 percent secured fixed returns and how to acquire valuable real estate at huge discounts mortgage free now for a limited time i'll give anyone that calls a free copy of my powerful new report call 800-554-7031 now to get tony's free report call 800-554-7031 in the next 30 minutes and tony will give you two free tickets to his live training coming to the phoenix area a 300 dollars value call 800-554-7031 that's 800-554-7031 for your free report now Welcome back, everybody. Let me turn that thing back on. Welcome back, everybody. Sitting to my left is Kurt from Kurt's Auto Repair. You know, it has his name on it. And sitting next to him on his left is Eric, who runs the show for Kurt's. He's the service manager, the service writer, the fireman, right? Am I all right? He's the customer service rep. That would be Jeff. Yeah. Oh, and right, Jeff. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, you and weren't going to talk. He makes coffee. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. He, he does make coffee. Killer cup of coffee. And he cleans the lobby. <laughs> yeah. And he he babysits the customers. Yeah. Not not really babysit. That's not a good word. But you're pleasant to the customers and make sure they have everything they need and they won't know where the restroom's at. Yes. And then we have Eric. What does Eric do? He sits to my right here. That, that's who I well, babysit. That's who. Oh, no, 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 nothing else needs to be said. Um, you're a master tech. I am. You're a master tech. So His is expired. You know what? Both of you are expired. Then you can't be Kurt. Is, your, is yours expired too? I think they're still current. He well, pleads the fifth. All right, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Guys our age, if you certify 25 years, okay, 25 years, five tests in a row, then you become an emeritus and you've retired with honor and you don't have to take the tests anymore. Not around my shop, there's no honor. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> and yours that, neither. Yeah, that's part of the emeritus part. It's oh, just okay. like it's just like people in higher education when they retire, they call them emeritus, uh-huh. and that's that's retired with honor. Uh huh. And so that's what I did. Yeah. So I I've been a master tech for twenty five plus years. So I queried because I had heard about it, and they said, yeah, if you've done twenty five years consecutive years and you've passed all of them and you've done your master five years mm-hmm. for 25 years then you don't have to take the test again i said sign me up <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy to do that let's go to the phones real quick steve steve you're up how can we help you hey good morning um i have a 2000 ford f-350 dually crew cab with a 7.3 power stroke okay i do have some aftermarket equipment on it as far as the new generation uh banks turbo uh-huh. And exhaust system. Okay. And I also have a gear vendor. Um, I guess I call it an overdrive for my overdrive. Right. And what I'm having an issue with, and it's only in the towing mode with my about 11,000 pound fifth wheel, okay. which, I, which I am not to the end of the envelope in my towing load. Um, with the fifth wheel but what's happening is i get to an area where i'm cruising along at about 60 64 miles an hour i come to a slight grade rpms drop i reach over and hit the overdrive button to disengage and does just fine and i may be going up like say black canyon city and up and i get up to sunset point and I'm still maintaining 50, 55 miles an hour with the truck. When I go to engage the overdrive again, it shifts into overdrive 
and then I'm hearing, and not all the time, it's intermittently, um, when it's engaging back into overdrive, I'm hearing like a squealing um, uh, process for, say, one to three seconds. And when I say squeal, I'm not hearing squeal metal to metal. And I know you're going to laugh at this, but it almost sounds like it's a, a check valve release where it almost sounds like a reed squeal. Okay. All right. <laughs> Eric already knows what it is. Eric already, tell him, Eric, tell him what it is. Basically, it's the fan clutch disengaging. Okay, I agree with when you. Because you're, when you're under load going up the hill, you start engaging that fan clutch. Uh-oh. And it starts okay. to pull the air to keep the cool, keep it cool. And as you spool back down, once it, you take the load off, that it does that sometimes. So if, okay. if, 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 it, if it is the fan clutch, and Eric's right, and, and I do believe he is, you want to chime in? Uh, uh, Jeff? Usually we find when people are pulling trailers and they get a squeal pulling the hill. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a hard one to duplicate without a trailer and a load. Right. We have found that most of the time the fan clutch right. takes care of that one. Right. You know, what, what, I mean, what, what could he do? He could, he could stop at the bottom of the hill and dump a bunch of water over that fan clutch <laughs> and then climb the hill. And at the top, if the squeal went away, now, is it an external clutch on the fan clutch is your mind? Can you see the fan clutch or is it within the housing, within the aluminum finned housing? You know, I'm not, I'm not for certain because I went from a 97 F-250 to this 2000, and I'm not real familiar. Even though I had my head under the hood and what have you, I, I couldn't, I can't answer that question. All right, no problem. Well, if, if that's in fact the squealing noise where the fan clutch is disengaging, then he should see the temperature be static. And before that, he should see that heat come down a little bit on his gauge, which is going to disengage yeah. the fan clutch. You would also hear your, your roar of the fan clutch On the way change. up. Yeah. Yeah. And so the roar on the way up, and then as soon as the computer starts seeing our, our cooling system drop down, it's going to disengage the fan clutch, or the fan clutch is temperature-related, yeah. and it's going to disengage when it sees a particular... And the roar will become less. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what you're looking for, is looking for the roar. Other than that... Um, I think you have one of the best diesel motors there is out there, the 7.3. The 6.7 is not bad on the Ford side, but no. the 6.0 and the 6.4, they're a little bit problematic, the 6.0 specifically. But anyway, I think you've done a good job in describing it, and uh, it really has nothing to do with the aftermarket. It has to do with the, t- the temperature of the cooling system on your climb. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's four guys here. Well, one of us is a master, and the other ones, I don't think they are, but we'll ask them. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. We all want healthy kids, right? And we want them to succeed in life. We need to improve our children's nutrition and get them moving. Do the math. Good food plus active bodies equals kids equipped for success. Hello, I'm Congresswoman Jill Olmsted. Healthier children perform better in school and they have higher self-esteem. Let's help them eat right and get moving today. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Welcome back, everybody. 40, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, we've got Kurt Rock here from Kurt's Automotive. We've got Eric, his service manager and uh, parts manager and customer service manager, and also the one that is, is supposed to keep track of Eric, who's sitting on my right, who runs the shop. So, um, I actually, Eric runs the shop, and Jeff works for you, or is it the other way around? <laughs> it depends which day it is. It is? Okay. Okay. All righty. So one or the other, then you two guys are responsible for the shop from front to back, right? 
At least yes. that's what we're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do? Yeah, we're, we're a team until something goes wrong, and then Kurt lets us know who the boss is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Then that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate Those that. Those are wide shoulders that you boys will someday learn all about. <laughs> yeah. It takes a real man to raise his hand and say, I surrender. Okay? That's the way it is. All right. Let's go to the phones. Bill, good morning to you. How can we help you? Yeah. Hi. Uh, I've got a uh, 2012 Cadillac CTS. And there was a really cute girl that needed a jump, so I got my jumper cables out. And it's almost impossible to get the jumper cables on the battery of the CTS. Why have they designed it that way? Am I not supposed to jump from the car? Um, it, they, they designed the car that way, and this is what I'm told by all the engineers. Everybody has to fight for every square centimeter of a car. And so the cooling system guys are fighting for it, the alternator, the charging systems, the batteries, and all that kind of stuff. And they all start off with what effectively is the pack of cigarette size, and then they get to go lower or smaller. There is no explanation other than the cars are lighter, they're smaller, they have far more stuff underneath the hood as far as electronics, ABS modules, um, electronic steering, electronic brakes, um, all kinds of stuff. So the answer to your question is it, um, it wouldn't, on a 1 to 10 scale, for us, it would still be a five or a six to get the cables connected and get a good connection. For my wife, it would be virtually impossible. She doesn't have the experience that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against her. But um, did, did your wife know that you just called in and said there was a pretty girl that needed a jump start? No, no. She's at an appointment somewhere, so she's okay. not listening. All righty. <laughs> okay, well, that's good because I just thought I'd ask that. <laughs> it's not anything I would ever admit. <laughs> But anyway, thank you on behalf of the lady. Did you ever get them connected? Yeah, I did. I was believe me, I wasn't going to fail at that, so okay. I got them connected. All right. And another thing that you could do, you could just focus on the positive side and just run the ground to a bracket. Okay. You could do that. That's hard. Sometimes you have to hold both cables in order to, hold, to attach to both the batteries. But I'm looking for a ground. I'm going to go positive, and then I'm just going to hook the ground someplace else. Okay, and one look. other question, if you don't mind. Okay, hold on. Eric? And I say a lot of those where they stuff the battery somewhere uh-huh. where it's hard, you'll find a, a red cap somewhere and they expect you to use that as your jumping post and and as a matter of fact my dodge has that and 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 another car i saw just the other day i had the hood open and i saw that so you might look i know it's kind of a form a foreign place for a guy to look but the owner's manual is a good place and you look at the index (laughs) under jump start and and if the if they have a jump start post then you that's what you'll find are you also telling me to look at a map and not ask directions um you know what I, I would never preach to others to do what uh, I'm incapable of doing <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark's never followed directions <laughs> in his life. So. All right. well, one other question. Okay. Uh, I was thinking just for fun at this uh, second childhood of my life of getting a Mustang GT, and I hear you guys bad-mouthing Ford. Do you think that's a bad idea for me to get one? Eric? Uh, how old's this kid? I'm 71. No, no, no. The kid you want to get the car for. No, no him. Me, for oh, me. you, you, you. <laughs> It's, no. my, it's my second childhood. Your, your second child. Gotcha. Sorry, missed under her. All right. What do you, well, I think actually the Ford is it. The car itself is a great car. We badmouth the Ford trucks because they just break and we make a lot of money on them. Right. But they're really a good vehicle. Okay. I, and I agree. I would think at 71, I think a, a Ford GT Mustang would be an appropriate car. It's going to mm-hmm. be fast. You're going to be able to... At the appropriate time, you're going to be able to shut down that little kid with three whiskers on his chin that's riding that little Honda that's got a big exhaust system. 
You know what I mean? You're going to be able to just take him. Yeah. Well, I can and, do that in my CTS. Well, you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. So uh, um, I, 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 I would suggest, what else would he have? I mean, he. You, from their point on, you're going to go into the Challenger and the Charger yeah. with blowers and all that other kind of stuff, and that's mm-hmm. going to double the cost of the motor. Yeah. So if you get the GT with the V8 and either an automatic or a standard, heck yes. I no, vote not yes. an automatic, no way. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. No. So and you're saying no too? Not not for an automatic. Okay. No, you got to have a stick. Yeah. Right, but yeah, but see, nobody knows. You pull it into drive and you shift it yourself. You put it <laughs> in the low. No one knows. You can bark the tires in an automatic. Mark, yeah. you and me know if it's an automatic or a yeah. stick. I'm yeah. getting ready to hop in the big truck that's got five, five, six up and six down. Yeah. I'll be doing plenty of <laughs> yeah. shifting. Hey guys, would you believe that my 70 year old wife drives a six speed manual? Oh, what did she do to make you mad? <laughs> no. No, it's this her car. She got a Honda Accord with a coupe and the V6, uh, 2004. And the only way you could get the uh, six-speed is with the uh, coupe with the V6. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of... Um, um, my wife drove a, a stick shift for many, many years. Mine and, too. And, and she never crashed it. I mean, Mine too? Never, yeah, and, and, and I never put a clutch in it either. Um, I did after I started driving. I was going to say, but, not because but, of her. But she wore it out. And yeah. That, yeah. I just happened yeah. to be the guy that had the problem. So, hey, listen, Bill, thank you very much. Right, thank, thank you very you, much. You betcha. When we come back, we're going to take your call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Kurt, Eric, Jeff, and Mark, four of us that are masters, we ought to be able to help you. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Hi, this is Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk. Every week, I talk about top issues, national security, immigration, taxes, freedom of religion and speech, race relations, education, every issue facing America from the standpoint that it is up to each generation to preserve liberty and the unique greatness that is America. Tune in Sundays at 5 p.m. on 960 The Patriot, on Facebook Live at America Can We Talk, or online at americacanwetalk.org. We talk truth about America and why it matters to you. Arizona is rolling out the voluntary travel ID, which complies with the Federal Real ID Act. You'll need it for air travel and to access federal and military facilities. If there's no rush to get one, your current driver license or ID is good until October 1st, 2020. The cost is $25 and it's valid for eight years. To learn how to get your voluntary travel ID and the documents you'll need, visit azdot.gov slash travel ID. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. 
How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Patriot App Tip number 5. Listening to 960 on the Patriot App but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Gil. Um, can you cue up that thing that uh, Jeremy made for us? Can you, is that something you can find? Yes. Well, it's that one piece that uh, it's it's kind of like that thing they play at the front of the show that this is uh, that they don't rep. It marks. Yes, the disclaimer. Yeah. If you can find that, then let me know, and I'd like to play that because it's really appropriate. Larry <laughs> Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School is a great shop, and I'll tell you why he is. He's probably one of the best diagnosticians I know, present company excluded. So he's really, really good. His name is Bob. Ellen runs the front counter. Bob runs the shop. And not too long ago, I sent him a Dodge truck because it was in his geographical area, and it was one of those that nobody can fix, but Bob did. Since then, he's done three more what I call waving the magic wand. He found it, and he fixed it, and he made people happy. Now, Larry Harker's at 38th Avenue Indian School has been around since 1967. And they do, yes, auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, and vehicle maintenance. But they do oil changes and tire rotations and all that stuff as well. But if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue Indian School and you don't have a shop or you're unhappy with your shop, may I suggest that you stop by Larry Harker's Auto and have them do an oil change and see how you like them. Uh, all righty, roll it. Listen to this. This station is not responsible for the problems that Mark may cause for the following. Wife's mother's daughter's ex-wives, grandmother's great-grandmother's, stepmother's daughter's, and in-laws. If you find yourself agreeing with everything Mark says, please seek professional help. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need some help. Yeah. <laughs> he did that, uh, and, and, and he, I think he was a little bit worried that I would take offense to it. And I said, no, you can, put it, you can plug it in at the beginning of each hour. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's a great thing. If you find yourself agreeing with Mark, seek head help. All righty. So we've pretty much talked. What do you drive, Eric? Well, uh, Jeff? Whatever the hell your name is. <laughs> so what do you drive? I've got a Dodge truck, 03 Dodge, 2500 with a diesel. Okay. I've got a 99 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I've lifted, that's my off-road toy. Okay. My wife drives a town and country minivan. Holy mackerel. He's got the, well, the Dodge and the minivan, the town and country minivan. Mm-hmm. Does she have the fold-away seats, push-button this, and all that kind of stuff in the back? He's too cheap. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw there, that in. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I, 
I, I tell people those the fancy ones with the push button electric doors on both sides and uh-huh. the folding seats and that's all that what kind my of wife stuff. drives right and that's what we just bought one yeah. of those for our, our shuttle bus they're gonna cost you more to fix because there's more move there's more going on so we don't fix a manually operated forward backward seat other than pull some of the stuffing out of the tracks, that's about all we have to do. But when you start doing all that fancy stuff where you're folding the seat in six different directions and sticking it a flush with the floor, there's going to be some problems. Yeah, you know, with kids, I don't know if that's all a good idea. You get the G.I. Joe arm stuck in the seat track and the motor burns up. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got kids that age? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. What do you do? And, and so you have two Chrysler products. Mm-hmm. And a, Well, two. You got the Jeep, and the Town and Country, and the, <clears throat> the Dodge? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got three. Right? I do. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, Eric, what do you got, Eric? Uh, I got a 2005 Dodge 1500 with a Hemi. Okay. And a 96 Jeep Grand Cherokee that I use for off-roading. Okay, so you guys are both kind of Chrysler people. Yeah. Okay. Kurt, what are you driving? This is going <laughs> to incriminate me. Yeah. I got a 15 uh, Ram with a Cummins in it. Okay. I got a... 16 town and country that my wife drives and i got an 05 jeep lj that i built to do four-wheeling okay all right have you ever done the rubicon or thought about doing the rubicon yeah we have you have no we've thought about it we haven't got a chance okay you need to talk to alan because alan's been doing these fancy Mm -hmm. jeeps he's putting 488 and 513 gears and 36 inch tall tires and lifting them wench front wench back that 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 hemi motors with blowers on them and all this stuff so he said the other day he says i need a week off and i said (laughs) what's going on he goes well i want to go to rubicon with all these guys jeep guys and i said okay you don't have anything to drive and he goes no but i built all their jeeps so if they break down they want me there (laughs) Oh, so he's making money. That's a side job, No, Mark. no, no, no. They, 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 you know, they took him along, yeah. and he says, I had a great time. He says, I never fixed one. I never had anything go wrong with ours. It's 20 miles of rock crawling. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's something like that. Never had one break. The worst thing that happened to them was this. They pulled into a KOA camp with a big motor home, and the sewer hose got away from them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's rough. <laughs> and, and when it starts going, and it's flapping around like a water hose uh-huh. that's got high pressure on it. Well, Alan says, as soon as the we lost control of the hose, everybody ran away but me. <laughs> and he said, so I ran around the hose. I grabbed the back of it. And, of course, the front end's splashing. So, anyway, um, they had a heck of a mess to clean up. But that was the extent of what happened. And Alan was still the hero then. Yeah. But he hasn't chewed his fingernails in about a month, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure what the deal is there. But anyway, no. Um, so and I, and I I I've been a Chevrolet guy, guy all my life. Um, I the last truck I had of a diesel was the Duramax, and I think I think you'll agree the Duramax, the motor, and that Allison transmission is hard to beat. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I mean they they are just flat they're good. good. But I I I the, you got the five nine in your. In your truck, we do. Okay, the five, there's nothing wrong with the five nine. We got a five nine in that big ten wheeler out there. Yeah. But the six seven on the Dodge is really the cat's meow at this particular point. But Jeeps and yeah. the town and countries and the Dodge trucks, I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I gotta be honest though. The reason I'm driving Chrysler, because mm-hmm. I buy them used and they don't hold their value. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, we had everything just fine oh, before man. you decided to do that. I mean, we had all these people in the palms of our hands. All those Chrysler people are going to point to us, and still you said that. Okay, he's number three. Yeah, he's, he's gone. dead now. <laughs> yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All righty. Gil, what did you say to me a minute ago? 
Wayne, good morning to you. How can I help you today? Uh, let's talk tires. I heard you say something a while back on uh, tires, and I'm, I actually have kind of foggy on remembering it, uh, but uh, it had something to do with don't replace the tires and then go get an alignment. Uh, take it in and have the alignment and the tires, I guess, done at the same place so they can see what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. we'll take these one at a time. Um, what I said was is that we alignment guys love to see abnormal tire wear so we know where to look for the repair. It's hard okay. for us to have a customer pull in with four brand new tires and say the tire guy says I need an alignment. And then we say, have you got inside wear? I don't know. Outside wear? I don't know. Um, is there feathering? I don't know. And so... What that does is it puts us behind the eight ball because when we go and we put it on the alignment rack, I want you to know that of all six adjustments, I want you to put your fingers up like goalposts. There's a green zone that we can put the alignment specs in. So we we the real key here is is to vary the those specifications to fix the problem. I'll give you a quick example. The car will pull to the positive side of the caster number or the camber number. So we have a camber. That's the tilt of the top of the tires in and out. It'll always pull to the one that tips out the most, just a little bit. So if you've got to pull to the left, then I'm just going to set the right side camber a little bit more positive. And so that's going to compensate for that. Plus, I'm not going to give you any tire wear. But if we don't get to see the tires, um, we don't really get that benefit. What do you think? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? You got anything else to say? (laughs) Yeah. yeah? (laughs) Well, We like seeing them because... You know, of course, before we just rack it, though, we're going to do a full shakedown anyways. Right. Um, but, yeah, we see, what, because what you can't always see is long-term usage, you know, your feathering. Right. Because sometimes shocks don't always show, but 95% of the time your feathering comes from a weak shock. Okay. All right, Eric? Oh, wait a minute. i, I got to turn your mic back yeah, on. You shut okay. me off after All I right. made a comment about Christ and right. resale value. All right. <laughs> so sometimes weird little things, like we had our car the other day, it had a pull to the left. It was pulling itself up over the crown, and everything was in the alignment spec. Okay. We just had to move a thrust angle, just change the, the rear tires. And some of right. the stuff's hard to hard to tell if you don't have a good picture ahead of time. And what drives me crazy about the alignment part yeah. is is that the, the young bucks that work at this, the mass production shops, they put it on the thing, and if the arrow's in the green, and it's a wide green on all four corners of the mm-hmm. truck and all the alignment, they go, oh, it's okay. They don't have a clue no. on how to align a car. Just because it's okay doesn't mean nothing. I can make that car pull hard to the right, hard to the left. I can make it walk all over the road and keep all four arrows in the green. Right. So it's just those three whiskered kids that just know how to put it, the arrows in the green, and that's all. And then you get them. We get them. Hey, um, I've had my car you know, aligned three times, and nobody can get it to stop pulling to the right. Now, real quick, let me tell you this. Wayne, on a crowned road is a city road, and we're going to run the water off the right side of the road into the curb. So right. there's a crown in a city road. But on a highway, they're flat. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I, on the right, if I'm on the crowned road, I want to dial in a little drift to the left Mm -hmm. to hold the line on a crowned road. I have to be so careful because when you get on a flat road, I can't afford to have you drift into oncoming traffic. Mm -hmm. 
because right. it's going to move left. Yeah. So there is just a fine, fine number there to give you to let you go straight down a crown road and straight down a highway. I run the risk of throwing you into opposing traffic if you're on your phone or your wife's punching you or you've been drinking too much. So that's that's a real uh, responsibility for those of us, mm-hmm. the gray-haired guys that do alignments. Now I have a specific question. I have an 09 Chrysler Town and Country. Okay. It's got 70,000 70, miles on it. I've got 30,000 miles on the existing tires. And I've got uh, what's started out with just a real tiny vibration and has now progressed uh, because the outer edge of the right front tire is worn enough that now at 65 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, it starts to shimmy just a little because of the, you know, there's less weight on the outside of the tire than there is on the inside of the tire. Yeah, we're not going to agree with you. We're all shaking our heads. Okay, um, so tell the, me more. Okay, the vibration would be caused by a scalloped tire, but you said it was outside edge, and it, you indicated it was smooth. Mm-hmm. So right, that, it's that's down to the wear bar almost on the outside edge, okay. mm-hmm. and the that, inside edge has got... Uh, you know, seven thirty seconds or something. Okay. 30 seconds. So you got a big problem with toe or with camber, one way or the other. Um, okay. But 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 the vibration is going to be something that's not typically going to be uh, uh, related to the outside edge wear of a front tire. Let me ask you this: the vibration, seat of your pants or in the steering wheel? Uh, well, it's in the steering wheel. Well, let me say this: it's in the whole vehicle. I've got a center console, which is, you know, built in. Okay. All right. You've answered my question. You've answered my question. You've answered my question. The seat of your pants is the whole vehicle, so your vibration's in the back end of the car. Okay. Do you agree? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there's four of us sitting here, and we've each got 20 years of master technicians underneath our belt, and we're all telling you the vibration's in the back of the car. Now, here's the deal. If, in fact, you find the vibrations in the front of the car, you're going to want to call Eric at Kurtz Automotive, <laughs> okay, and describe to him exactly what you found. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. He's allowed to take calls, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spe- special from our... <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thank you very much for calling, Wayne. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Anybody else? Tom. Tom, good morning to you. How can we help you? Morning, Mark. Morning. I know earlier you were talking about uh, who makes the parts. Uh, I run into an ongoing problem, a Honda Accord 2000 front brake rotors. Sometimes you just look at them, they warp. Uh, you can buy brake rotors all over the map for us cost-wise. Who do you get yours from, and, and what's your thinking on them? Sure, okay. There's a lot of difference in this. Okay. Um, I can tell you, and I'm not even going to ask you yet, uh, Jeff, Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you Bendix, Raybestos, Akibono, um, who's uh, Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, go ahead. Centrix. Centrix. Yep. Those are the ones that. So, are you pretty Centrix related? Okay. We, we put install quite a few of them. Okay. All right. The the thing of it is, is we're comfortable with those brands we deal with because we know the rep, we know the parts department, and we know they'll take care of us. I don't know that that I've seen a car be a real aggressive on the front rotors unless the backs aren't helping. So if the backs fall out of adjustment and yeah. nobody adjusts the rear brakes, then all of a sudden the front brakes have all the responsibility yeah. or 80% of the responsibility. And as because of that, then we start overheating the front brakes and wiping out the rotors yeah. and the pads. 
Here's what I'd like you to do, Tom. As silly as this sounds, I want you to go behind the Bash's shopping mall and uh, shopping center and find a, a, a smooth piece of concrete. I want you to do about 10, 15 miles an hour, hammer the brakes, get out, and look at the skid marks. The front should be twice as long as the back. So if the fronts are three feet long, the back should be about a foot and a half long. If they're four foot, then there's two foot. That'll tell you your brake bias is set up right. That'll help you, but if the fronts are real long and there is nothing coming from the back, then you need to get the back brakes involved. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.